1: 13 Days of Halloween is a production of iHeartRadio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. Headphones recommended, listener discretion advised.
2: Good morning, my friend! I trust your rest was adequate. Ever uncomplaining. You have no idea how rejuvenating that is to someone in my position. Ah, <sighs> mm, oh, fresh air. You know, there are weeks at a time when I forget to step out into the world and just breathe it in. Welcome to Hawthorne Manor's Garden of Forking Paths. Many architects leave the landscaping of their structures to the very end. An afterthought, or in some cases leave it to someone else to design entirely. But not our architect. He planned his garden quite intricately. The paths are of particular interest to many of our guests. You see, right here, the path forks. Which path would you like to take? The left or the right? Ah, dealer's choice, eh? We'll take the left. There's a particular plant I'm dying to show you. You see, this path by design forks in numerous places, and the Wanderer is faced with a simple choice, left or right. It becomes, in a sense, a sort of labyrinth of choices, and one that can reveal much about the Wanderer to herself, should she choose to pay close attention. You, for instance, chose to abstain, because you are an enigma. Ah! Ah! These flowers, with the indigo petals and delicate curvature, are aconitum velpistonum, bred by statesman Timothy Pickering. Timothy himself had quite a garden, in which he would while away the hours amongst his plants. The singular thorn in his heart was a small family of red foxes whom he could not quite exile, and who continually burrowed in his flower beds. And so he did what any self-respecting gardener would. Attempted to poison them with a particularly toxic strain of wolfsbane that he'd grown. Unfortunately, he only ended up poisoning the family dog. His grandson never forgave him this cruelty, and grew up to become quite a famous naturalist who gave this plant its name, foxbane, as a dig against the old man. At any rate, don't eat that plant. (laughs) Oh, and look who we have here at the Architect's Gazebo. (laughs) Now be gentle with her. She has a marvelous sort of anxiety about meeting new people. But you are quite easy to get along with. This, my friend, is Annie. Annie, this is my friend. He is quite the conversationalist. (laughs) Why don't I leave you to it? I should tend the roses.
3: Here, have a cupcake. They're my special recipe. That's all I had to do. Make cupcakes. Plain vanilla with vanilla icing, one box of mix, plus eggs, oil, and water. The instructions looked simple enough, but I always managed to complicate things. (laughs) I was new in town, trying to make friends. You know, what better way to make friends than with cupcakes? It was a book club, or something like that. They were being very kind to me. There was even a prompt, an icebreaker to get to know each other. Fun facts, come with a fun fact. My life wasn't fun. It wasn't interesting. I was even lacking on the facts. I was panicking, whipping the pure white batter with far too much gusto, my shoulder aching. Fun fact, I've never been in love. I don't think I've ever been loved either. Oh no, that wasn't fun at all. My head pounded with stress. My hands shook as I grabbed a bottle of pain relievers. I swallowed two and tried to focus. I'm fine. It's going to be fine, I assured myself. I needed to add the oil, or did I do that already? The eggs, maybe maybe it was the eggs. Fun fact, I had to sleep with the lights on. Or fear overwhelms me. No, still not right. They were coming to my place, my small and personal apartment. I wish I hadn't volunteered. The throbbing in my head crescendoed like an ice pick in a blender stuck on puree. How long had I been whipping this batter for? I stopped stirring and lost myself in this thought. As I stared at the bowl of vanilla-white mixture, I watched a single drop of red appear in its center. I stared at it, the bright crimson dot in a sea of pure white batter. It was blood, my blood. I didn't have another mix, I had no fun facts, I had nothing else to offer. I only had cupcakes. Without really considering it, I continued stirring. The red mixed with the white, turning it a pleasing pinkish. Maybe blood baked out? Maybe the sugar would mask it. No one had to know. Cupcakes dyed with blood were still cupcakes, right? They weren't ruined. We couldn't just throw them out like they were nothing, right? Right. Another drop of red. I stirred again. The batter became a darker shade of pink. More interesting than the white, I thought. Surely this was an improvement. (laughs) That's when I realized I was crying. Tears were splashing into the batter now too. Fun fact, I sleep with a knife under my pillow. No, 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 no. There had to be something. More blood dribbled from my face. I mixed it slowly, watching the swirls blend until they disappeared, creating an angry sea of smooth crimson. I could be normal, I told myself. No one would notice. My hands shook as I poured the batter into the cupcake pan. I had no choice. I had to give them something. I put the pan in the oven. 350 degrees. I stared ahead as the timer counted down. Add a little heat, a little fire, and look at the transformation. Maybe it was fine, I thought. Maybe I was fine. Fun fact. I... I... (sighs) There was nothing fun about me. I decided to make something up. Something no one would question because it was too stupid. Surely I could make something up. But nothing came to mind. It was as if all fun had burned from my brain. My breath was loud in my tiny kitchen. I imagined the pain my parents went through. The doubt the terrible, unspeakable truth that they never wanted me. A ticking time bomb set to go off and ruin their lives. Oh! I pulled the cupcakes from the oven. I glanced at the clock. Anytime now, they'd be here. I popped out the cupcakes onto my cutting board. For a moment, I stared at them, their red color sickening detached, I grabbed a knife and covered them with white vanilla icing, masking their bloody domes. They looked delicious, but they hid a dark secret. They were perfect. Fun fact. I couldn't think of one. But I I had cupcakes. That had to count for something. The guests arrived, kind and false. They complimented my apartment. They giggled and chatted. I interacted with them. But it was all superficial. I was an alien in my own skin. I hesitated, thinking perhaps I shouldn't offer them my treats. That my blood and tears weren't theirs to be eaten. But as I faked my way at normality, besieged with concern that I was failing, they found the cupcakes they moaned in delight and showered me with praise my stomach turned but I smiled then they started sharing their fun facts they took turns one person addressing the group at a time like a 12 step program for fun people with facts I tensed when it was my turn I hesitated. One of the women took pity on me and asked, What flavor are these cupcakes? They're delicious. I stared into her for a moment, then looked around the room at the happy people content with my confections. I thought about the red dot my blood, my essence, an unwelcomed guest on a perfect white canvas. I was the red dot. I turned back to the woman and said Red Velvet They all wanted the recipe I muttered something about it just being from the box and they all laughed about how I must have a secret ingredient I didn't mean for things to get so out of hand It started small at first People requested my special red velvet cupcakes for events Then local businesses started paying me for them They were prominently displayed behind glass cases. Atop lacy white doilies. Red velvet. Handwritten in delicate cursive on the label. I couldn't stop making them. More and more cupcakes. More white stained with red. More blood and tears. My sacrament. An offering unknowingly demanded. Unknowingly consumed. At first... I pricked my fingers until they pulsed with pain, until I could barely hold a spoon to stir the batter, until my blood flowed sluggishly. I cried endless tears until I was sure no more would come. But they always did. More and more of my essence poured into sweet delights, devoured for someone else's fleeting enjoyment. Never enough. Still, it rattled in my brain Fun fact, I had none to give, but this, I could give. One day, a woman from the fun fact party approached me about starting a business. She had the money, and savvy, I had the product. I never said yes, but I also never said no. At a certain point, it was easier to submit to the ritual of it all. It distracted me from what I was missing. I named the shop Red Velvet. Endless trays of cupcakes and lines of people waiting for them with their money, their eyes gleaming with desire, unaware of what made them so desirable. Years passed and demand grew. I wasted away, shrunken, and desiccated. I poured myself into the batter like another ingredient. Nothing more than eggs or butter to be whipped together, exposed to heat, covered with icing and devoured. Lifetimes I aged. Lifetimes I gave away. I became a husk of a woman with no more blood and tears to give, withered skin and bulging veins customers grew alarmed by my startling decline. They feared disease in their food. They were being served by a walking corpse. One night, my business partner found me alone in the kitchen, hunched over a mixing bowl as though I was being slowly absorbed by batter. She watched as blood trickled from my sinewy palms and tears leaked from my swollen eyes. I don't know how long she stood there, horrified by the sight. She didn't make her presence known until she screamed. (laughs) I caught her eyes in mine and could tell that she saw a single red dot, soiling the velvet perfection. I smiled and said, fun fact.
2: She is lovely, is she not? Fun fact, she baked a cake for our housekeeper's birthday last month. It was never touched. I will leave you to wander the gardens, if you like, and to perhaps learn about yourself in the meanderings. But two warnings. Whereas all paths will eventually lead you back to the manor, I suggest that you do not stray from them, particularly in the more remote portions of the garden. We have lost guests before who did not heed this warning, and I admit that I am growing quite fond of you. (laughs) And second, no matter how alluring, how intoxicating the scent, no matter how shiny and lovely they seem, do not eat fruit from this garden. It will most assuredly not agree with you. It agrees with no one. Well, my friend... (laughs) I must be off to see to the others and to continue my search for the door. Perhaps we will meet again tomorrow. There's so much more to tell you. Adieu, my dear friend. Parting is such sweet sorrow.
1: 13 Days of Halloween was created by Matt Frederick and Alex Williams and executive produced by Aaron Mankey, starring Keegan Michael Key as the caretaker. Today's story was written by Annie Reese, performed by Andrea Lang, and directed by Alex Williams, with editing and sound design by Trevor Young. Only 10 days remain. Tomorrow, another story. Despite
3: the panic, I opened the front door as slowly as I could and tiptoed in. I thought maybe they were just napping and I didn't want to wake them. Well, I could
0: clearly see that they weren't on the couch and... Then I heard a creak to my
4: left. So I quickly called out to my wife. Megan? No reply.
2: So I I turned to the sound.
1: 13 Days of Halloween is a production of iHeartRadio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim & Mild from Aaron Mankey. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And learn more about 13 Days of Halloween at GrimAndMild.com.